Hey, welcome to Brain Tap Radio. I'm here with nutritional expert Serena Poon. Uh, her expertise is a celebrity chef, holistic nutritionist, Reiki master, and she serves at A-list clientels like Jerry Buckheimer and Kerry Washington. Serena loves. Serena Loves was launched in 2019, a lifestyle brand, blog, and TV show that encompasses all the pillars of optimum health and well-being. This achieved through her method of culinary alchemy, which is a combination of education, integrative and functional nutrition, and energy healing. She is also the founder of Just Add Water, a registered trademark, a wellness line of superior nutritional foods and supplements. And at the end of this webinar, we're going to give you a link so you can tap it and start to learn about culinary alchemy. So welcome to the podcast, Serena. It's great to have you here. Hi, Dr. Porter. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I'm so excited too, because most people don't understand the connection between the foods they eat and how their brain functions. And you're going to help to enlighten them and uh, with all your background and your research and how you helped your parents, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot here. So first of all, you talk about culinary alchemy. I, I really want you to kind of go into that because I don't think I've heard that before. I mean, people have different ways of explaining things. So why don't you explain to the listeners how you came up with the term culinary alchemy and, and what that means? Yes, uh, so thank you so much for asking. So Color Alchemy is the name of my practice, you know, my private practice. And it's this method that I kind of like created where we're taking, you know, integrative and functional nutrition. So we address the physical body that way. And then I look at what I call, I kind of call spiritual nutrition, where we're addressing your energetic body. We're addressing your energy centers, uh, some people know that as the chakras because your chakra system, your energy centers, as they run up from the base of your spine to the top of your skull, they're actually very much in alignment with your organ systems. So the foods that you are eating to nourish your physical body, your organ systems, are also foods that you can eat to support your energy centers as well. That essentially is culinary alchemy. We break down, you know, by looking at maybe labs, your physical body, and do some energy intake because I'm also a Reiki master, and and then create these protocols or these guides as to what type of foods you can eat to really heal, nourish, and optimize your body. Okay, so that's great. So there's a connection here, right, between what we think and what we eat. And I know you're also a therapist, you're working people with, with your energy, but you're also a therapist. And we're looking forward to getting some of your sessions on BrainTap. So those out there wondering uh, what they're what's in store in the future is a little teaser there. But tell us a little bit about what you found are some of the best foods that people can use to uh, really bring health back to their brain. I mean, we're in a, we're in a situation where a lot of people are eating a lot of negative foods, right? A lot of sugars and things like that. So what foods are best for our brain? Yeah, so I, I'm just gonna talk about, there's a lot of different foods, but I'm gonna talk about some basic foods. You know, we're gonna talk about foods that kind of cover the span of the rainbow because that not only supports your brain and your on your whole body, which is means your whole body to be healthy and, and, and not inflamed, you know, to support your brain, but also your energetic body. So something really simple that you can get pretty much anywhere is broccoli. You know, and greens like broccoli. So broccoli is a great source of vitamin K, which is known to enhance cognitive function and improve brain power. And so, you know, if I'm looking at the color of the rainbow, I kind of started. We'll start with red colored foods, but I started with with broccoli, um, and that's green, and that is kind of right in the center of our bodies. That's our heart chakra as well. And and then you, you also want to reach for some good nuts and seeds. They're a great source of vitamin E. Um, vitamin E has been proven to, to help prevent cognitive decline. You want healthy fats, and, and those nuts and seeds also have healthy fats. I love avocado, which is something that I'm not sure if everybody loves, but I will call myself an avocado addict. And it contains really good healthy fats. Um, the monounsaturated fats, which contributes to healthy blood flow to the brain. Uh, blueberries, another very simple, basic food that you can get, which is full of antioxidants. Uh, and that helps to slow down oxidative stress, um, memory loss, it helps improve learning, cognitive function, all of that. And I can align all of these with your chakras as well. We can go into that a little bit later, but just so you have some like tangible, you can make that list. 
are chia seeds. We were talking about seeds earlier. They're also full of omega-3s, omega-3 fatty acids, which are, you know, they've been linked to improve concentration and memory function. So those are really, really good seeds. And um, sometimes people don't really know what to do with them. I mean, I can give you a real quick recipe on how to make a really, really yummy chia seed pudding that you can have for breakfast or snacks or lunch. Um, and even even tomatoes. Uh, now, some people have aren't aren't real good with tomatoes, but for most people, there's evidence that lycopene actually is an antioxidant that helps again to protect against the kind of free radicals and oxidative stress and damage to the cells that can occur when people have dementia. That's like another really good, very very basic um, vegetable that you can find just about anywhere. And you know, sometimes people feel like people don't talk about it enough. It's how important it is to keep a healthy gut because there's this connection between your gut and your brain. And a lot of people don't realize that 95% of serotonin we have in our body is made in our gut. So we want to have a good, healthy gut by having you know, probiotics and then prebiotics to support the probiotics, insoluble fibers, you're already getting that from your broccoli and you know, your carrots and your, your vegetables and your dark leafy greens but also soluble fiber. And you're already getting that from your blueberries. So, you know, by choosing these simple foods, you're covering your brain and your gut and you need your gut to keep a healthy brain. Well, that's great. One of the things you kept repeating, and maybe some of our listeners don't understand it because they're not nutritionists and they, they've never put together a meal plan for the brain. What is an antioxidant? Just kind of explain it from your perspective and, and why is that important for brain health? So, in antioxidant, basically, what happens when it just, just and you don't have to be doing anything wrong. I want to make sure that people are clear that you can just be outside, walking the dog, taking a walk, breathing in the air, um, and just basic foods that we can put into our body that sometimes aren't the healthiest, most in processed foods. They create what's called oxidative stress. They oxidize our cells. And so what happens is you're kind of like aging yourself when you do that. And I'm speaking very specifically, but I want to make sure that it kind of sinks in. And I, and I never want, I want to make it very tangible so you can understand that simple foods that you have access to at the grocery store, if you're choosing whole foods, like whole fruits and vegetables, nuts, grains for some people, the power that there is in these foods to create a space in your body that can be healing. So foods like cilantro, you know, uh, certain citrus foods, dark chocolates, even cacao, these all are really, really high in antioxidant properties. So what they do is they counteract, you know, the free radicals that run around in our body. They counteract that oxidative stress that happens to our cells. That oxidative stress to our cells is what causes aging, like I said, and also memory loss. So foods like uh, that are anti-inflammatory, say ginger, you know, turmeric, green tea, goji berries, um, oregano, all kinds of herbs and wild berries. These are all great for our body and very, very accessible. Um, just about at any grocery store, at any farmer's market. And, and cinnamon as well. I love to add cinnamon to all my drinks and lattes and things that I make just at home. I'll add it to my cacao or my, you know, I don't do coffee, but if someone else did coffee, I'm always doing a little sprinkle of cinnamon. That's another great antioxidant, very so they can add cinnamon to uh, uh, lower their blood sugar, right? I mean, I, I think I've read that before. So, um, and a lot of people are talking about uh, dementia and Alzheimer's being type three diabetes. So, you know, it, if you want to stop that, the first place is on the dinner table, you know, not in the gym. Of course, that's going to help if you work out, but you, you can't work out a bad, a bad diet. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, I, I like the expression when people say the six pack, you know, everybody wants six pack abs, but they're not made, they're made in the kitchen, not in the gym. That's I love that saying. So. It's so true. And I'm so glad you read that, Dr. I was just going to say that is cinnamon it is something that kind of really helps you control and lower your blood sugar. And and on top of it, it's an antioxidant, you know, on top of it, it's something that is very nourishing for, say, your third eye, you know, and your third eye covers your mood, your sleep, your thought processes, you know, um, your intuition, even if you're someone that is in, the, in that kind of spiritual or healing space or anyone who does meditation and, you know, it kind of helps you with your visualization as well, which this all kind of strengthens your brain capacity, your brain power. 
So cinnamon is great for so many things and you didn't even know if you didn't know before now. Now you do, so you can sprinkle a little bit of that um, in your food and your beverages all day long. Yeah, I love what you're telling people because we used to have a franchise that was about weight loss. And I remember our clients coming in, I know anything that tastes good, I can't eat. That's their, that's kind of their attitude. They think in order to be healthy, you have to eat poorly. But I've, I've seen some of your recipes because I follow you on Instagram and you, you show some of those recipes and can, and we can make them at home and things of that nature. So it's like, you can eat healthy and have good tasting food at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just something that was probably put out there by advertisers and marketing because they're trying to sell, um, you know, products that are maybe already assembled and put together, like say fast food, right? Or prepackaged, you know, processed foods. That's kind of what they do. But really, you know, it, it doesn't cost a ton to eat really, really well and have it delicious. So let's think about, I mean, for those of you that say like fruit, you know, think about like when you have like a crispy apple and it's crunchy and juicy and it's a little bit sweet. I mean, that's, that's all the sugar that you really need. Plus it comes with fiber, plus it comes with insulin, plus it comes with prebiotics to feed the good bacteria. I mean, there's just so much in whole foods that you, you just don't, you're just not aware. And like when you make that connection and you realize, wow, this carrot is doing so much. This carrot's actually helping my brain. This carrot's helping a lot. It's this carrot is doing more than just like something like dipping in lunch. Like, then you'll realize that that's a better choice than say, you know, a bag of chips or something like that because you're doing extra. You're not just you're not just satiating, you know, like a like a hunger pain. You you're doing so much more for your body. I love what you're saying because at at BrainTap we're always talking about neuroplasticity, neural pathways, and you're talking about a lot of people want to change, but they don't understand we grow and we grow and change and improve through stress. So sometimes changing our diet is very stressful, right? And so yeah. what do you recommend is the best way to create these positive neural pathways and start looking at our diet? Our, everybody's on a diet, but it's either a healthy diet or unhealthy diet, right? So it doesn't have to be about losing weight. It's about what are you bringing into your body? What are you serving? And so tell us first a little bit about your mindset, because I'm always interested in when when people who you like yourself, take care of yourself, you look good, you, you feel good, you're eating healthy, uh, you know, I, I, when I'm working with my clients, they're, they're going, I just don't understand how I can't walk by that, that chocolate cake. I can't walk by that candy aisle. You know, they're, they're focusing, I think, on all the wrong things. So tell us, first of all, if we were to step into Serena's mind and we were to see what would we be thinking going through the grocery store and how do we build those kind of neural pathways that are so positive? Oh, I love the question. Awesome question. I'm so excited. Okay, stay down. So, so three things I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about water hydrate, water and hydration. I'm going to talk about eating the rainbow. And I'm going to talk about looking at all the things you can eat. So, so maybe I'll work backwards, right? We're, look, when I'm working with a client, and let's say we run, we run a bunch of lab work, we run blood work, and we realize, okay, maybe they're having an inflammatory response to certain foods, which may be whole foods, could be fruits and vegetables. It's just like what their body is is having a response to in that period of time or not. Uh, or maybe they are trying to lose weight or maybe they're trying to build muscle. Whatever it is that they're, whatever their goal is, there's always gonna be foods that we lean towards and we lean away from. So let's say they have a, they love their dark chocolate. You know, they have a little bit of sweet tooth. They want that treat at the end of the meal, after dinner, they've been all day, you know, and they just want, they just want a little bit of sweet. I wouldn't tell you not to have something sweet at the end of your meal. I'm just gonna tell you what to, what to choose from. So we're gonna look at really high quality, you know, organic dark chocolate, something that's at least 70 to 72% and higher. Ideally, it's it's vegan, it's plant-based, so there's no dairy in it, no other animal product, because if it's, if it's that high in percentage in terms of the cacao, then there should not be, right? And it's gonna have minimal ingredients. There's not gonna be extra processed sugar in it. So that little, that piece of chocolate is still gonna soothe, like your, your desire to have a little bit of a sweet treat at the end, but it's also gonna be super healthy for you because dark chocolate is very high in antioxidants. So it's not so much about looking at what you can't, 
about looking at what you can have instead that's going to serve you and it's going to serve your body. And sometimes we just don't realize what those foods are. We don't know what that list is. And then at the same time, sometimes you have, we, we'll dive into, you know, what, why do you feel like you need to have that sweet treat? And there are layers that have to do with like mind and emotions and sometimes things that have happened in our past that we connect to. And so food is very much a connector of our emotions and our memory. So we dive into that. But the one thing is we don't look at what we can't have. We look at what we can have instead. So if you can't, if you quote are told you can't have dairy, you have, you're allergic to dairy, I'm, I will show you the 30 different types of amazing non-dairy, you know, products, cheeses that you can have that are absolutely delicious because food's getting better and better. You know, people's recipes get better and better. My own recipes, as I do them over and over, they get better and better. So you have choices. The other two things are hydration and eating the right So most people don't realize that they are dehydrated, almost all of them. Uh, and I've come across this with my clients across the spectrum. They could be, you know, the superstar that you see on the cover of every magazine. They could be, you know, your next door neighbor. And most people are really dehydrated. And staying hydrated is so important, not just for your brain health, but for your overall, the, the your entire body's system and also for energy because energy needs water to flow. And so, you know, we know that our body is made up of over 60, 70 plus percent water and staying hydrated is so important. So if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. You should be shooting for, and I know this is going to sound like a lot, so this is your goal, but you should be shooting for about one ounce per pound that you weigh. So if you can't get there, try at least halfway. Halfway to that goal is what you should shoot for. And you can do it in tiers, like try for three or four days, move it up to a week, and then maybe 10 days and then two weeks to keep your system hydrated. And it also helps with sugar cravings, you know, it helps with your body's repair and detox, helps with all of that. And then what I was talking about earlier was eating the rainbow. So when you eat the rainbow, and I keep it really simple because it's easier than memorizing a whole list of foods, right? Just throughout the course of your day, try to reach for fruits and vegetables, whole foods that cover the spectrum of the rainbow. So when we first started talking, we talked about, you know, broccoli, that's green, blueberries, that's blue, you know, tomatoes, that's bread. We talked about all these different types of fruits and vegetables. And if you can do it in a meal, that's great. Like it can be a super colorful bowl or salad, that's great. And if not, just throughout the course of your day, you will hit all the phytonutrients that you need, all the vitamins and minerals that feed not just your brain, but your whole body. And you're also, addressing your energetic body. You know, you're addressing all those chakras as well. That's great. One thing we kind of skipped over that, that I know about, I, I think it would be very interesting to bring Tap Nation is that you've you've actually been through your own healing journey. Everybody, they'll look at you and they go, oh, you've never had any problems. You've always been thin and healthy. You don't, you, what are you doing this for? So maybe tell us a little bit about your journey because I, I thought I found that fascinating. I didn't know that until you you got up in front of the group and started sharing that. And it's like most people just think you came out of a box looking like this and you didn't do anything to prepare yourself. <laughs> and this is the way it is. So tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you came from to here. Well thank you. Thank you for asking. Um so I got into wellness, health and nutrition, food, all of it. Uh because of my parents. So when I was still a senior in college, my daddy was diagnosed with stage four uh, liver cancer. It was a blood disease. So his grandpa had passed from it and he was aware of it, but somehow between two six month treatments, he went from being okay to being stage four. And so when he went, and he was young, you know, he was 48, 47 when he was diagnosed. So when when he went through that process, I he obviously did chemo and radiation, but he was drinking traditional like Chinese medicine teas. Uh, I started diving into plants and herbs and trying to find something that would at least alleviate his symptoms, something that could maybe help him feel better because he was having such a hard time eating anything. And our doctors didn't know anything about nutrition. It was sort of like eat bread, you know, eat applesauce, eat you know, eat an egg if you need protein. So it was. It was just really limited. So so I started looking at that. And then after he fought a really, really, like a very brave battle, he passed after a year and a, uh, year and three months. 
And then our mom was diagnosed with cancer and she was 45 so yeah rare from ovarian cancer I like you're thinking those are young people so i like that it's young it's young yes. <laughs> 120 especially take care of your body and your brain so you know it, it was she was really young and she had to have a full hysterectomy and she went through chemo and radiation and never no one in her family had cancer and so they think it probably came from stress because it started when we're all taking care of our dad and not ourselves and so that changed the trajectory of my life. I went to culinary school. I wanted to study the culinary arts to learn food as medicine, dive into nutrition. Um, and I just made it my, I just made it my purpose to take care of the people that I love and make sure they're healthy and happy. But I left myself off that list. So I wasn't practicing self-care as a kid. And after a couple of years, I really developed some uh, some damaged tissue in my chest. You know, and I had to, I had to have surgery essentially to have the doctor take out this tissue, kind of clean me up inside. And from that surgery, from the OR basically, I got MRSA. It's uh, MRSA, it's deadly staph infection. It's resistant to most antibiotics except for just And then this became my journey for the next, you know, eight years. I ended up having eight surgeries just trying to get this this bacteria out. Oh, it's really stubborn. And uh, and even though I knew how to sort of I knew exercise, I knew physical, I knew to my physical body, I knew what nutrition to my body to keep it based on what I was at, I still had this infection. So fast forward after my fourth surgery, I had a massive hematoma, 12 days post-op. And I bled internally, and I lost um, nearly two years of blood. Which, if you look that up, it's like it's yes. like a the blood in your body. It's pretty, really scary. Um, and and I was lucky. I had some amazing clients. I was, I was really my daddy was looking out for me, and I was really looked out by think for looked after my angels. And the long and short of it is. Some amazing clients who had access to the medical director at Cedars. I happened to have a trauma center 10 blocks from my house on a Saturday afternoon to take care of and save them. But from that point forward, I, I had to shift at the pivot. I had to figure out how to heal myself because I wasn't able to use the upper left side of my body for months. I'm a chef at this time. I need both my arms and my hands to be able to work and serve my clients. And I realized I had to figure out how to heal and you know because i'd lost so much blood they had told me you're not going to be able to get back into the OR with this damage for at least another eight weeks just to reduce this so we'll to drop down to nine and just based on diet just knowing just treating myself as i do like that, just knowing the combination of foods looking at what was necessary to build the blood back up and how to optimize that i was able to get to bring my hemoglobin back up to like 13 uh, in five and a half weeks. And so that became my journey got back into the OR. I still had to recover. I still wasn't able to use less on my body. But that, but that is how I started my nutritional practice because I was still able to help people in terms of their nutrition. But it also opened up my eyes to pre-op and post-op preparation for the body, you know, and recovery. And how we can really use different alternative modalities uh, we can use food, we can use supplements, you know, there's nutrition is so powerful that we can really use that to to prepare our body for surgery, whether it's an emergency surgery or an elective surgery. You know, I'm here in LA, there's all kinds of elective surgeries happening and people want the results. There's a way to prepare the body for it and there's a way to help the body optimally heal and so that was a big part of my journey. And, you know, that's how my, you know, my, um, my education continued to expand and grow. And it was at that, that point in my journey that I also really dived into spirituality. You know, I started, I was, I started working consistently with a healer who was a master healer in Santa Fe because I, I knew what to do with nutrition. I knew what to do with my physical body, that which I could. Um, and, and yeah, I wasn't, fully completely there yet, right? And I still had those mercy. 
So working with this healer, I started to connect, you know, that our our physical body and our energetic body, we not to connect they're fully integrated. And it was equally important to support my energy centers and energetic body. And here I could do it through food. I could do it through the energy work, but I could do it through food as well. And so that's sort of how culinary alchemy came to be was in that process and realizing, oh, here's another here's another layer of of nutrition that I, I could apply to my body in a different way with a different set of conditions. And you know, we also forget how much energy is in us. We think about plants, you know, the the biophotons that are in plants and fruits and vegetables and the energy that they get from the sun. I mean, all of that goes back into our bodies, and we just sort of overlook this because it's just life. You know, we, we forget these um, But there's so much healing power and capacity in whole foods, whole plants, and vegetables, and that became a real core part of it. Right. No, that's that's there. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, a lot of people don't realize the stress that is put on them by the foods they consume but there's a lot of other stress management techniques right you're a reiki master you're helping people by bringing energy through your body you've also learned uh hypnotherapy so you can perform uh relaxation techniques with your clients if that's what they need tell us a little bit about uh the stress management techniques you found are really good for brain health yeah so so there's so much that we can do on our own to really help lower our stress levels and to shift our bodies from a you know, sympathetic into a parasympathetic mode. Um, one of the greatest things I've found is breathwork. And it can be very, very, very simple. You know, it doesn't have to be an hour long class you take with a special breathwork teacher. It could be as simple as as box breathing. I do what I call the 444, which is breathing in deep to the count of four through your nose. But as you do it, you're visualizing. You know, something that we do a lot with brain tasks. You know, brain exercise, you're visualizing that light coming in through your crown chakra. And it's moving through your chakra system as you're breathing to the crown floor, down to your root chakra, and you're and you're filled with light. And you hold that light to the crown floor. And then you release it slow. And what people don't realize is breathing detoxes our system. You know, as we breathe out, we are detoxifying our system. So just that simple four counts in, four counts in, breathing in the light, holding that light, four counts in the bottom of our stomach, and then breathing out for four counts, and then pausing for four counts, that alone will immediately shift your entire system into a parasympathetic, more relaxed, less stressed state, which is soothing for your brain, but also your entire physical system, which is not a state. And if you're going to eat or drink anything, your digestive system is also now prepared to receive. And so therefore you can actually you can actually absorb the nutrients from what you're putting into your body much better because your digestive system is done for place to receive. Now if you do this four counts three, four times, I mean you've spent what, maybe 30 seconds, you know, um a minute doing it. But it'll immediately shift you. So that's incredibly powerful. Uh, and then I also, I also really believe in the power of gratitude uh, and this connection that you can make with your emotions, with your mind, and also your physiology with gratitude. So whether or not you start your day with gratitude in your mind, uh, journaling, saying it out loud, however you do it, what I would ask of you is take it one small step further. So as you're going through that list, maybe it's just one or two things you're going to pull out from that list. Connect to that one thing, whether it's your partner, your love, your, your son, your daughter, whoever, your dog, your favorite dessert, whatever it is. You want to connect to that until you actually feel like a physiological response. So you can smell that from your smell, or you can, you can feel the warmth of them by you even if they're not you can smell your favorite dessert or whatever it is your mouth may start to water 
I mean, do it, do it, just sit with it for an extra moment or two until you have that physiological connection to your mind. And that's, that's essentially the physical process, right? Like you're programming yourself that way. And so you can now take this feeling and you can, with intention, put it towards something else. You put it towards the food that you're bringing or for someone that you care about or to the drink that you can have. You're going to make that you can now now consciously and intentionally channel that same feeling, deep feeling towards that cup of coffee. You will receive that coffee. Right? It sounds a little woo, but it doesn't have to try it. And then you can you can see for yourself like, what the results are from doing that touching. One of the one of the things we used to do in, with the Silva method was we would teach people to measure the surface tension of water before and after you prayed over it. And you actually have a different water. You can restructure the water so that it's actually more um, absorbable for the body. And of course, Dr. Emoto, for those people that have read the book, Secret Life of Water, they talk about that as well. So uh, we, we've been talking over the this past year, especially, people have been asking me a lot of these questions. Since I have you on, I wanna ask you to get your opinion. When, when you're preparing for bed, What's the optimum time to stop eating solid food so you get a good night's sleep? Because a lot of people are questioning that. Like I, I typically say at least two to three hours before sleep, you should be doing it. What do you find is best for digestion and things? I, I, I agree with you, Dr. Porter. I would say at least two, ideally three hours before bed so that you can allow your system to rest and then now prepare for sleep. So, you know, in Chinese medicine, from our different organ system cycle, right? Like through a sort of detox, refresh, and reset phase. And so if your digestive system is still trying to work hard to digest your food and the energy is going towards that, it's not able to do that reset, refresh, you know, uh, yeah, refresh and reset phase that every organ system goes through to digest. So yeah, I would say at least two hours, three if you can do it. Um, I would say liquids are okay, you know, it's not like you need to have a cup of, you know, tea, that's totally fine. People eat a plenty of food if they're maybe sick. You can have solid food you need to digest and what if you just basically do it down with them. We're here with Serena Poon. If you haven't, if you haven't followed her on Instagram, you want to go to at Chef Serena Poon. We're going to have that in the in the body of this uh, uh, podcast. So you can go there and see it. I recommend you go there. You're going to get tips like this every day. I mean, you're always you're also interviewing really incredible people, movers and shakers in the industry, doing different things. They can also follow you, of course, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the all the social media posts. But you also have a website, Serena loves.com so i have a few more questions but i want to know when you started your you know serena loves i know there's a vibration to that there's an energy around that so tell me a little bit about how you came up with the name of your company and your purpose and things of that nature so i know you let, let the listeners know a little bit about your why for that business oh okay thank you yeah so you know when i first started sharing things on social i mean it was it was even before I had Serena Lives, I had Serena Poon just my name uh, for a little while when I first had a, web, had a website. And then I just started to create tools, tools that I, uh, that I felt would help, you know, my clients, my community, things that I love. Because so when I created Just Add Water, it was something that I loved because I knew how good it was for me and how helpful it would be for my clients. And that's kind of how it started, you know, it started and it helps someone else. And so all the things that are on my website, everything that I share are, they're essentially things that I love, that I know that have helped me, and that I also know will help my community. So when I realized that's what I wanted the site to be, there was a different, as you said, there's a different document about it. Um, it took me two years to get that website. Someone else owned it, you know, and I had to, keep after them every month i think it was your daddy and and it took two years to get to the site and when we did it just felt so in alignment and you know exactly what you're getting when you go to my site and learn about all the things that i i've learned that i love that i know have helped me that i believe will help you um and we have products in there that support you as well that's great well one last question before i give you a chance to just share what i haven't asked you about um 
we know that detoxing our physical body is really important. And right now there's a there's a big movement doing intermittent fasting to give your break your body a break. I'd like to hear your opinion on that. But also you do something called a mindset detox. So besides the physical detox, maybe you can talk about that first because a lot of people have heard about that. Some maybe not, they don't understand it. Maybe you can talk about how that works and how intermittent fasting might work because that's really becoming a big buzzword out there. And then, um, I mean, with Dave writing his book, you know, Fast This Way and Mindy Pels, who we've done a whole series with Mindy on brain tap on intermittent fasting, but this mindset detox is something new. So uh, maybe you can kind of share a little bit about that. Yeah, I know it's a great question. And what I think, and, and so when I talk about mindset, it's just, again, bringing an awareness to all that we take on, the things that we don't realize. You know, we are in an age right now we're almost overstimulated. You know, everyone is constantly on device, our phone is our way to communicate that. This is how we get our news. People don't really read the paper as much anymore. Uh, we're just, we work constantly, constantly getting stimulated. And so our brain doesn't really get a chance to rest. Now, our brains don't really rest. That's why I thought In terms of just um, like focused attention, you know, our brains are not, our brains are not getting the opportunity to rest. But the truth is that. And so when I talk about that, I'm talking about And obviously we can do it through meditation. You know, I do it two, now three times a day uh, with my brain talk. Uh, my brain talk, and I can just like, go into a space where I'm just allowing my brain to relax. And some, some people need to write things down. So you can either write things, things that are kind of cluttering your mind, your to-do list, like your reminding list. All the people you need to call, email, all of that, all the things you can get back to. Sometimes just writing it down and setting it aside allows your mind to create space in your mind so that you can now just you can now just kind of like have that moment for yourself. And so that's one way that you can do it. Uh, and then I would I would obviously recommend you to use brain tap or you meditate for or you can't stay quiet, just be still, you know, and just enjoy the space you have created by writing down that clutter and putting it aside. And then also just create like an intentional place for yourself that's yours. So some people have a little meditation corner, um, some people have an altar, some people just have a room that they go to that's sort of their space. Some people go to their car, you know, if they've got three kids and two dogs running around, sometimes their space, their happy place is their car, right? Um, Wherever it is, just have a place where you go with intention that this time that you spend in this space is for you. It's a form of self-care, it's a form of self-love. It allows relaxation and it allows your brain to just calm down for a second. Just relax again in this space where kind of detoxing the energies that you've been on all day. And just by doing that, you're taking away distractions. So, you know, we talk a lot about clutter. In fact, you guys, I'm actually taking a week and a half off to declutter my space because, you know, our my schedule gets stacked. Things can kind of clutter, can clutter around the space. That's actually clutter for your mind, just being that around. And energetically, it also um, creates new blocks. And so reducing those type of, reducing the clutter, reducing those distractions, can also calm your mind because your mind is always trying to find a way to organize and kind of see through that clutter. And it's also noise. So when I talk about clutter that's tangible, right? You might be able to see in your house or wherever, in your home, in your office. There's also the noise that is that overstimulated distraction. So maybe put some accounts on mute, you know, people that post a lot, or maybe take the alerts, take your news alerts off, or maybe just take your notifications off for a day or maybe a couple days, you know, you still can go and look and check to see who's messaged you. I mean, you're not going to miss those messages. Taking the alerts and the notifications off is another way that it's almost decluttering for your mind and creates space. And so you just have to remember, as most of you probably know, that we can create that space 
your level of creativity and productivity, productivity actually because your brain is not so busy trying to sort through the clutter in the world. And it's something that I, I have to consciously do myself as well. Um, I think we all do, especially as our spiritual people uh, and as practitioners, you're also taking on other people's uh, journeys and, and what's going on in people's lives. So something to just mindfully do a little bit of a deep breath. And you can do it every day. Every day, especially at the end of your day. That's great. One thing I ask people like yourself, who is not just uh, have your own business going, what you're doing, but you're also part of BrainTap Nation. You're listening yeah. daily. So tell us a little bit about what you thought of the BrainTap, because we met uh, kind of online and you met our CEO at an event that we met in person. And, you know, uh, we want you to be more and more involved with BrainTap Nation. But tell us about when do you find it's most useful for you and what, what can you encourage our listeners uh, who have the brain tap to, to do to help them to utilize that tool more? Oh, great question. So, so I am obsessed with my brain tap. I mean, I feel like I talk about brain tap and other modalities and devices that I use almost on the daily. For me, I've come to a place with brain tap that it's, it's, it's my happy place. You know, like when I get to go meditate, it's happy. When I get to go use my brain tap, like having a beautiful meal that I didn't even have to cook. Serves, I get to go enjoy it. So I have found brain tap to be most useful for me. Um, first thing when I get up, it's part of my morning practice. So I go through my gratitude. I go through all of that, and then before I go to start my day, before I check email, before I do any of that. I run a setting on brain tap and I kind of switch it up, you know, kind of depends how I feel. Uh, I like to go through the alpha, the delta, the gamma, the beta, all of that. I like to go through that series, you know, where you run it for days, you can take it off, um, and then you go through it again. I love that. I feel that it has vastly improved um, my brain waves. I don't have the super awesome HRV uh, machine that you guys have, but you know, you, a lot of people have other ones or maybe not quite enough that tells you these things, I have found it extremely helpful for my mental acuity. Uh, and, and sometimes I'll just run, um, it just depends on kind of what I'm feeling, like what I know I have to do that day. I know I've got seven interviews and I want to be extra focused or sharp or, you know, run the different part of my morning It's also part of my evening points. So as I unwind, you know, as I go into my evening ritual practice, it, I, I use the brain tap. It really eases me into my So, And again, I, I run different programs. Uh, I love the, the Delta programs. So I run those quite often. And sometimes I'll try up, I'll, I'll try up different things. Um, sometimes I do it music off, so it's just the beats, different beats. Um, sometimes I'll do a voice off. It just depends. Sometimes I'll do a voice on. I have to go with the flow of what my body and what my mind but it's amazing and I look forward to it. And now my body and my mind is trained. So I look forward to this. I know it's almost like I'm getting, you know, brain vitamins, you know, first thing in the morning. And then as I prepare for bed, and I feel like it's really helped with my sleep, you know, because as with all sort of evening routines, the goal is to tell your body now I'm getting you know, so you stop eating a few hours before and you have whatever your rituals may be. But it's kind of telling your mind, all right, I'm going to bed now. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to go to bed. And so my body and my mind knows in the evenings when I when I get ready and I put that brain tap on that I know, okay, this is like the second step or the third step before I go to sleep. And so that's what's amazing for me. And if I have time in the middle of the day, which I'm trying to get space for, um, I'll just run it in the middle of the day, especially if I'm having uh, a long day and I've got things back to back. If I have a 15 minute window, I will run and I love it. So that's how it's worked for me, you guys. And I really feel uh, physically and cognitively uh, doing it. That's great. 
No, thank you. And I know that our listeners that listened from the beginning to the end, which hopefully all, they all did, right? They all came all the way to the end. You, you're giving them a special gift, right? They, they can log into your website, which will have the link below, and they can get an anti-aging ebook. So tell us a little bit about what they're going to learn when they download that ebook. Yes. So, you know, you guys, as we've talked about, you know, throughout the course of our chat today, there's so many basic and amazing foods that you have access to that really help support your brain, body, immune system, all of it. You're not fully aware. Same thing with well, anti-aging foods. You know, there's practices and routines and also foods uh, that you can eat that really support your skin, your skin health, collagen levels, everything. And so this little ebook will just give you some insights. It's a super simple guide. But then you know when you go to the store, you go to the farmer's market, like these are the foods that you can buy. And what is awesome is that if you go to my website or you go to, you go to my uh, Instagram account or if you took notes, then you want to buy the things that cover your skin, cover aging, cover brain, cover immunity. I mean, you can you can choose like you know anywhere from seven to over a dozen plants. You know, fruits and vegetables, normal grains on a regular basis that are delicious and amazing. You know, so you'll learn a lot of that in the book as well. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're not seeing the video or you don't have the links in front of you, when you get home on your computer, just go to the podcast notes. There's going to be a link there where she's giving you free access to this anti-aging book. And also, I'm sure it's going to give you some other tips along the way because you'll be on her uh, mailing list you'll find out what she's doing when she's doing when she's doing different things but i highly recommend you go to instagram especially because you're very active there you, you seem to be doing a lot of instagram lives which are very interesting getting people who are right now cutting edge um whether it be in the biohacking world or just in wellness in general uh, you seem to be able to get them on your and, and interview them, people like Dave Asprey and different people like that. Which I is, knew, yeah, I knew. But, yeah, even Patrick Porter, wow. The, <laughs> there we go. Awesome, my community loved it. But yeah, Dave Asprey was just on. We're gonna have Naveen on. I mean, we've had some really great thought leaders in the mom space, in the biohacking space, and also in the entrepreneur space. You know, we've had some great things, we've got them. I've had some really incredible guests who just come on and they share space with you and they share knowledge, which is which is really awesome. It's a lot of fun. I'm so grateful that you're on the right? It was it was great. Yeah. Yeah, just perfect. Now tell us a little bit about um what have I not asked you that you want BrainTap Nation to know about Serena or what can tell it or maybe just tell us a little bit about what the future plans are because I know you're always uh, working on the next promotion, the next big idea, whatever's going on. Maybe you can give us a little glimpse into the future. Uh, okay, yeah. So we didn't get a chance to talk about Just Add Water that much, but you guys can find it on my website. Uh, it's a powdered, like, super nutrient-dense superfood that line that I created. And I, it was, I think I mentioned it earlier, it was something that I created for clients. Peak performers, high performers, just really busy people uh a lot of my clients are under the camera and so you know when they're traveling and sometimes when you're traveling you cannot get in all of your nutrients you're not on a regular schedule you might not be able to have those perfect full meals uh, that's why how i created just water. so you might want to go check that out and then we have some really fun things coming you know i've got some uh, programs that we're launching. So for those of you that can work one-on-one with me, we've got some programs where you can stress less, sleep better, and lose, you know, slim down in 28 days. And that's part of the app that I have, and that's launching very soon, along with some therapeutics. Some um, a few more, a few more products in the Just Add Water. And we are actually working on, uh, mostly working on a program that Dr. Curry knows about which is really to empower um, health practitioners, healthcare practitioners, entrepreneurs, and health and wellness space to really like build out their brand and their voice. And that course is uh, launching in a few weeks, actually. And then we'll have a mastermind with all of that upcoming fall. So that's really exciting. 
And then um, just we're working on building my own website. It's gonna be really, I mean, in 2022, I'm gonna have a really sick for you guys. It's just an awesome website. I'm so excited. Like we're all, that's all in the works right now, but really exciting. So thank oh, you. A lot going on. Her team of 400 people are going to work for her right now while she's <laughs> getting all that done. So the, uh, but it, it's it's fantastic, and we can't wait for you to do some some readings of some of the scripts and get them on our get them on our network. And for those that are part of our Brain Tap Nation, one of the 2,400 doctors we have out there, we're going to have Serena back on for the Business Journal podcast because she's a very she's not just a chef; she's a business person. She knows how to. She's an entrepreneur. She knows how to get out there. She's a great speaker in front of a group, and she shared with us some information about how to do social media. So the first step is to go join her social media so you can watch her in action. But then she's putting together a course where she'll train you to do the same thing. You know, so I always believe in learning from the masters, and she's definitely a master at uh, communication and getting her message out there. So uh, we'll look forward to that, Serena. So. I want to thank you for being our guest here and being part of BrainTap Nation and sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. Uh, we look forward to marching out there. Now, those watching, please share this with your family, your friends, your coworkers. Anyone who eats food needs to learn this message. So, you know, if you're not eating food, you're a breatharian, then you're fine. You can go do whatever you want. But if you're consuming food, please get them to watch this because these are foods that if you incorporate them every day, like eat the rainbow, like she's saying, drink at least half your body's weight in ounces of water as a start, getting it to the full body if you can. That's all really important. Take time to take care of yourself. There's one lesson she told she was taking care of everybody else and not taking care of herself. So make sure you put your air mask on first and then put everybody else's on in the airplane. So you stay healthy and we stay really good. So Serena, thank you for sharing your light with us here. We appreciate what you're doing and, and hopefully we'll get some people over there to learn about Serena Loves and, and all of your other products that you have. Because this is just one piece of what you do. You've, you've got so much going on. You're, you're very blessed to be so talented. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for your kind words. I just absolutely love you. I love everything about the Nation, and this is just a beautiful place. So I'm grateful for you. All right, thank you for tuning in to BrainTap Radio, where we're bringing you tips and tricks to rebuild your life and your brain, to get you back on track and, you know, live your best life now. Don't wait for something else. So appreciate you all being here. Please share this with, again, your family, friends, coworkers, anyone you feel could benefit from learning about how to eat for their brain's sake and, and keep their brain and their wits about them. So thank you very much. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.